kind of just, you know, me, I think, I think if I had more of like a, you know, like a skate mentor or somebody that I like consistently skated with that was really good, I think I could see myself getting better. Yeah. Um, and that, I think everybody would say that, right? You want to yes. be around people who are pushing you. Um, but because, you're smart for your age to know that. That's yeah. a smart thing. And you could set that up. Yeah. I mean, I you know. could go somewhere and befriend somebody who's always, because those dudes, they're at some bowl. They don't ever go anywhere else. I know. I need you know. my Dave Allen just here. Yeah. Uh, from where's he at? He's in London. Oh, <laughs> he moved back. Bummer. That's where he's from. Okay. Um, but yeah. But I there's need other to... people, you know, know, and they might have information or structure or something. A good mentor, you know, will. Yeah. You know, we'll change your life. They'll kind of talk about your life. They'll kind of they'll take an interest in. All about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm all that's about. A good thing. I'm all about life coaches. I'm all about mentors. Yes. I think this is just one big learning process. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I think if that had, if that happens, then totally I'm down for pushing myself. But I've also kind of come to peace with like, you know, this is where I'm at in my life. I've done well for myself in my job, and I mean, and but to me that just sounds like the dumb stereotypical answer. Why? Um, <laughs> Why does it sound dumb? <laughs> because I just I followed what my parents said said to do. Well, you regret that? Uh, maybe. Because they're just so unbelievably like by the book, and like skateboarding so not that way. And so I, I, it's such a, I'm such a weird mashup of like somebody who's raised by two square bear parents. And yeah. Like. There's some security <laughs> in square bears. Yeah, that is true. I have very stable like stability and consistency in my life mm -hmm. has been. Very it's nurturing. Yeah, it can a, be nurturing for some people. It can, and yeah. but I, I don't know. I guess I, I lean to more of the. I guess because I know that I'm young, and I try to remember that. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not older yet. I don't have kids. I don't have all these responsibilities. Yeah. So part of me is like, take the risk of not working like a nine to five and just figure it out, kind of thing. Um, now, why, now that now I, I talked to Lizzie, and she said a great thing in uh, one of the one of them, we did like three sections. Yeah. She said that, you know, because I remember when I used to uh, shoot her a lot, you know, she used to talk about places she loved and how she loved to move there. Oh, interesting. And then she said something about, I'm, I'm, I'll get it wrong, I'm sure, but she said something about like, you know, um, we're talking about paradise, you know. Yeah. She says, well, but there is work in paradise. Yeah. And she says, and, and when you, something about when you find that, then, you know, it's not paradise anymore. Wow. So the whole thing about the nine to five, that, Probably less work, in my opinion, working a nine to five, oh, than being like a boss. pioneer skateboarding person who <laughs> you want to make a bunch of money and kick ass, you know? Because yeah, you kind of don't ever set it down. Like people, I owned a little skate shop at one time, just an online thing, and I never Sorry. stopped working. Yeah, no, uh, that's true. We all would fantasize about working at like a Home Depot or something like that because yeah. you get to go home. Yeah, when and you own the business, if you're the business, yeah, it's it's a lot harder. It's a lot more hours. Yeah. And I don't, and that part I don't think really scares me though, because I'm I'm almost like a workaholic. Like I I go crazy if I'm not filling my mind with something. Okay. Um, and I and I fully know that about myself. Like you like I, to be occupied. Yeah, I, I love to be occupied. Whether it's doing things or what, like I watch like all the educational crap on YouTube possible. Like I don't even like I don't like. I, there was a point where I couldn't even like sit and watch a movie. Now I can, but there was a point where I was just so about productivity and so about you know trying to figure out what's going to be the best thing for me that like I would get impatient watching a movie. Now I've relaxed because it wasn't and, um, giving well, you 
what you thought was important information or Correct. Use, useful yeah. information. Useful information. But now I learn you learn the story through the movie and this was like when I was like 19, 20. Yeah. But now I'm like, "Whoa, take a step back, enjoy the process and see where it kind of takes you." Um, and that might be um, something to think learning. about. Like uh, I, I have a friend who's a magician. He's a very important man. I don't even know everything he does. His name is Michael Webb. I did a podcast <laughs> with him. Yeah. And he said something about that. We were talking about how magicians, when we were kids, we would have to get a book at the magic store and, and, and we'd read the book and we'd learn the trick and that's how we learned secrets. Yeah. Now the internet's here <laughs> and you can just go online you can find out the secret to any trick. Yeah. But what's interesting is that um, nobody, there's not, there's, it's not, the internet's not producing more good magicians. Yeah. Even though they have all, they have more yeah, information than before. Yeah. And he told me a great thing. He said, it's like, it's like a recipe. Like the first time you cook a thing, do you cook it all? Uh, no, a little okay. bit, but he said I the bake. first time you cook it. Okay, first time you cook a thing, he says it's it's horrible. Yeah. And you have the recipe, you have the secrets. Yeah. And he says you need to cook it a long time so you get to know that thing you're cooking. Yeah. And and so maybe for you, I'm just giving you time to rest here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it would be a great experience to to try something that. For that reason, as opposed to the structure part, you know, because yeah. I'm pretty sure you could achieve anything you wanted. Yeah, so I feel like I have every goal. Have you? Yeah, I've set crazy goals for myself, like income-wise and what I wanted and where I see myself. And then it's like, so I, I did all of it, and then now I'm just sitting here like, okay, like you did it. Now, now what? Really? And how old are you now? I'm 25. Wow, that's amazing. I'm meaning like, yeah, I, we, so awesome, we don't have dude. to get into crazy details. But yeah, like no. I set I set a really high, so my first year, <laughs> this is nuts, but like when I sat in on my first job interview, I took like a commission role, didn't know the commission structure, didn't know anything about the, like what I was doing, and the lady asked me how much I wanted to make. Um, and I was 22, hadn't walked for college, I was walking for college graduation, I think in four months, Okay. Um, going part-time. And I looked her boldly in the eyes and I was like, six figures. And she was like, and this was in Cincinnati, Ohio too. Okay. So not a place where there's a whole lot of <laughs> six figure jobs. But uh -huh. um, yeah, and I did it in my, in my first year working there. Uh -huh. I, I, I grossed exactly that much. And so it was just nuts to me that I was like, you know, my parents had made it sound like you gotta work your whole life to earn that, you gotta. So I know I can go and accomplish whatever I set out to do. Yeah. It's just now the struggle is like, what do you want and what's actually going to fulfill you and yes. for what reasons yes and that's my been my weird battle of like why is it a battle because my overthinking i think <laughs> <laughs> my i think about it too much or i i start something and then i, I kind of tone it back or like you know it's just like i maybe it's i haven't found what i'm you know truly itching and passionate about at the end of the day um, it was skateboarding for a really long time, and I think still is, but, you know, I don't want to wake up and do 100 kickflips, you know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> would it be that? I, would it ever be that? Or I don't know. I don't, yeah, it's I'm weird. wondering, you know, that's interesting. I mean, that that's, um, I know what you're talking about. I mean, right? so you're trying to find, is it that you're trying to find that thing that will scratch the itch? Is that what it is? Maybe. I think that's what I'm really trying to do at the end of the day. Because you kind of went... You said, oh, my God, i got to make money someday. And then you yeah. made all the money you needed. And then, yeah. and oh, I get goals and jobs or whatever. And now yeah. you got that. I moved myself out to California all, okay. all by myself. And, like, so do you feel almost I like did. it's too easy? 
yeah, I feel like, like, I don't know, medium level stuff, like getting a job and being good at it and, you know, buying the useless crap that we don't need. <laughs> that's all, that's all was just like, you know, maybe it was my cards played because I was, you know, given structure and stability. So then like those things were simple, right? So like that was the hack to get That was those your things. mission too, wasn't it? That was it? my mission. Yeah. yeah, it was the mission my parents created for me. You know, that was the story they gave me. Mm-hmm. And then... Now it's just been like, okay, now it's like I'm lo- maybe I'm itching for like an actual challenge or maybe I'm just looking for something to like scratch the itch of like, all right, that was done. I think it's for, so. I, I, don't, I don't know you at all, but I, I think you rise to any challenge. I think it's fulfillment. Yeah, maybe it's what will actually make me feel, feel accomplished at the end of the day. Yeah, so. like you're trying to get, get, to get something that's going to give you that something feeling. that, yeah, because you just talked about you could buy all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, and you it could do anything. Right. It doesn't, does it? No, not at all. I'll tell everybody right. that at the end of the day. Like that's why I live in like a tiny studio apartment. Like I just I don't see the point in spending money on a bunch of stuff I don't need. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe it's the fulfillment piece. I do give I love giving skateboard lessons. I do do that. Okay, so you could be a mentor yeah. too. To, to other kids. Um, you like that connection? I do. I love. I love like seeing kids get better and enjoy it. And, you know, like watching them learn. Uh, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Just giving them the confidence to do mm-hmm. something new is always fun. Right. So, yeah, I find. I find that that gives me some sense of fulfillment. Like, okay, I went in. I tried. You know, I was able to pass on like a skill to somebody else for them to use. But then they received like enjoyment out of out of learning it. Right. Um, that whole process is is awesome to me. Yeah. So, it's just so interesting. My mind is like so confused right now about what it wants, <laughs> but I love it. it. So, yeah. Like I'm. I like. I don't know which way I want to think or go, but. Well, why do you I have to decide it. today? I don't know. Because I'm. I'm always in a rush for some reason. <laughs> you are. No. In my in my head, I I feel like I am. I had a friend that always told me that. Maybe it's my ex-wife's brother. She always said, and he's a hillbilly from Arkansas. He said, it's never good to be in a rush. <laughs> and I thought, you know, he's right, actually. He is. Yeah. I agree with it, too. Yeah. And I have moments where I'm like, everything is at peace. And then, like, my brain will switch back on and be like, <laughs> wait a second. Were you always driven? This Would you define yourself as driven? Yeah. Or? I've been, and like my parents, I just, I don't think they knew how to harness it. Cause like when I was little, I couldn't remember like asking to jump off like the Olympic platform diving boards at like seven. Whoa. Yeah. And my only fear wasn't the jump. It was how long I was going to be underwater after the fall. Cause you go so deep. Cause I go so deep yeah. and you had to pencil dive and like, I, had, I think I did the second and the third story. Like it was not my, I was like, I was seven. And my dad was like, yeah, just, you know, like, ask the lifeguard, can she go up? And um, I've always been like a, like wow. a thrill junkie, but like, okay. but always wanting to like accomplish. A thrill stuff. junkie. Yeah. That's interesting. Like I was so short. That but means my, something. Yeah. Right, don't you think? I think so. Because uh, I was too short to like ride roller coasters. So I'd okay. like try to stuff my shoes to be taller. <laughs> You're trying to work the system as well. Yeah, always. And I just remember just, like, always wanting to, like, do something. Um, And, like, I would do the goal thing even, like, in, like, sixth grade. I remember, like, I would, I swam a mile in a pool for, like, absolutely no reason on a Saturday with my dad. Like, we'd go to the YMCA. Or 
I, I would time myself running like four miles on this indoor track. Mm -hmm. And I did it in under like 28 minutes. I was like, I was like 11. Right. Like, what kind of 11-year-old's doing this this crazy shit? <laughs> like, Somewhere. Yeah, but my Somewhere. my parents were just like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. cool for you, kid, for, I don't know, being, like, weird. You know, I always had to, like, go and try to accomplish, like, the next thing. Um, and I think so you I, were that way when you were very young. Yeah, very young. So my, my, I, my friends, I'm a musician, and most of the, my friends that were really amazing successful musicians not just from a commercial standpoint but from an artistic yeah they started when they were like five really? like their parents kind of almost made them wow and um so if you were sort of always driven that way which, which i was the same yeah you know then maybe there's something that you well there's something that you that that will lead to yeah i know you know and so and so it's it's funny because I see it totally translate into well I got very good at skateboarding like really quickly yeah it sounds like like it. if you're in the contest three like the five years months. yeah like I mean it was I was going from like not even being able to like kickflip like not like can't do any like maybe a pop shove it to like winning Oregon trifecta in like three and a half years four years like it went from you know like like almost nothing to doing you know huge backside airs and frontside airs and grinds and I was just like and I, I didn't have any scope though I was like this is just normal like this is what you go and do mm -hmm. um and then yeah there's college kind of slowed me down after that point when you're but, in college and you saw things developing yeah did it bother you um no because it, it didn't like fully develop until like so I graduated in 2015 okay and they like the girls that I know now still weren't, you know, they were doing okay, yes. but it wasn't like they weren't like, it still wasn't the equality that they needed and the fairness that they have now. Yep. Like, I mean, I still don't think we're fully there by all means, but like it wasn't, we weren't even close. Right. Um, right. It really only just started in the last, what I'd say a year, year and a half. Year two. Yeah. Yeah. That's about so, it. so yeah. 2016. Yep. And at I that agree. point, I had graduated and I was making money and I was kind of like, all right, this is being an adult. And You're adulting. I'm adulting. I had apartments and, you know, like pay my own bills. And I was like, all right, this is cool. This is life. Um, right. And I still had standby. So That's awesome. I was coming out for, yeah, I had standby up until 2016. Um, came out for exposure. Which one? Um, Do you remember which year that was? Yeah, which year was that? Was it two years ago or last year? Or two years ago. Two years ago. Which events did you do? I must have photos of you. Yeah, somewhere. Um, I think you have some of me at the Encinitas exposure. Okay. Um, but I, I've done everything from Florida Bull Riders to Oregon Trifecta to Tim Branch to Goofy versus Regular down in Lake Forest to, um, what else, Combi. Yep. I got invited to Combi when there was only like 10 girls, 10, nine or 10 girls invited. Back when it was white and they all did it all on the same day. They did oh. women's pro. And am. And am. They did every, I don't think they even had an am oh, division okay. back then. So you do, you're talking slippery comedy. I'm talking slippery, it was right. white. I remember it that comedy. And it was lumpy. Like the face wall yeah. had some had bumps kinks in all it. over yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that comedy in 2009 and that was, that was crazy. Yeah. I remember thinking, I was like, what Was Lindsay Hawkins doing? in that one? Was she? Yeah, she was. And Mimi and Cara Beth. And, I don't know if Cara Beth was in that one. Um, but me and Lizzie were like the first two. We were like the only girls that hadn't like ever competed before who were okay, in that. Okay, really? Yeah. 
And uh, I think we were like ninth and 10th and I, I got 10th, she got ninth because she, she was just learning those stand up front side grinds. To okay. ta- she was doing them to tail and like the deep end. I think she might've brought one in and I just oh, was like. I've never even seen her do that. Oh, so gnarly. Well, it was like gnarly for back then because yes. like girls were, weren't, weren't, weren't standing up front side in the deep end. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, crap, I can't do that. Like all I, all I had, all I had was a rock and roll. <laughs> that was the year that um, Jul- Julie won, Jules. That's when she won. Okay. Um, but is, that the, is that why her ba- na- name's on the band? Yeah, that's why okay. her name is the, the only one on the band uh, with the, the guy's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so she won that year. But like all I had were like rock and rolls, and then I could do like a really crappy disaster in the shallow. And then I was like, <laughs> I just remember watching Lizzie do that, and I was like, nope, I'm not gonna get up there front side, not like that. That, not funny. that day, but you could do that. No, yeah, not no. that day. I mean, this was when I was, this was 2009, so I wasn't even, like, two years, you know, two and a half years into, like, really skate, you know, like, my skills really honed in, like, after that point. Cause and what, what led to that? Because, like, I skated when I was a little kid. Like, what, how did you have, did you have other athletic background before that? Or, like, um, why were you? Yeah, so I did every sport possible. But I never, like, I was always, like, mediocre. Okay. Like, I was never really good. I got pretty decent at running. Okay. So, like, I was a track and cross-country, okay. um, like, runner. And then, so freshman year of high school, I did cross-country, but then rolled my ankle, not skating, like, on the beach, um, on vacation. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was gnarly, too. I, like, tore ligaments. Oh. Like, I really messed up. It was skimboarding. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. Yeah, just rolled my ankle. Um, so, quick cross-country, and then... Once the ankle healed, I really got into skating, and then um, we were, I was going to do track that summer, and then I was or that spring, and I was like, no, I want to skateboard. And then freshman year on, what a trip! Like, That's huge. Right? That's a huge thing to, to ditch track for skateboarding. Yeah, I know. Like I, my parents. I bet were people like, were just what? appalled. Oh, and I was really good at running. Like I remember the cross country race. I ran one race where I rolled my ankle. Yeah. And I think I was in like first or second place. But it was my first race, and I was the youngest one. I was a freshman. I was the youngest one on like the team, and they were like, "You can stop at the two mile mark because it's a three point one is a high school race, um, because it's your first race. You're new. Like we'll see how you do." I think I was I was at like thirteen minutes at the two mile, and they were like, "You're in like third place. Where are you stopping?" Right. I was like, "I wanted to skateboard." <laughs> I was like That's trying like to get saying, out of there faster. I want to stop track and I want to you know yeah. be a DJ or want to join a band. I know. Like why? Why? And my parents were like totally cool with it. They were? Yeah, they were. My mom thought it was a phase. Um, okay. And then, yeah, no, it wasn't a phase. <laughs> and I just I just totally stuck with it. And then I was like... It was, sounds like you love it. Yeah, I do love it. It's like such a fun, freeing thing. And like the weird part of why I really stuck with it, I think, because it was the first thing that I felt like... So I had done everything, like softball, like running, like you, volleyball, you name it. And I was never good. Like I'm short. I, like nobody like picked me first for anything okay. like basketball nothing and so skateboarding was the first thing where i'm like i'm actually good at this even though i had no like nobody to compare myself to and i was yes. the only girl but in my head when i was like 14 and 15 i was like i'm amazing this is cool that's killer no other girls do this that's killer you know was, like, so that, that was a factor that was a huge factor why in why is that mind, tell me about that why was being the only girl it made me feel like a badass. Like, That's killer. Yeah, it made me feel like I was empowered in the sense that I was like, I'm the only girl here doing this, and like, this is scary as hell. Like walking into a skate park at 15 <laughs> with all these boys that you see at high school just like staring at you, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna be better than him. 
Because like, how cool would that <laughs> be? How cool would it be on Monday morning? You got to talk about, you know, you're, you're the, you know, I never brought my board to school. I didn't dress like a skater. I kind of like kept it like to myself. Like, it was weird. Because you're a real skateboarder. Yeah. I didn't care, you know, and like all the kids would carry their boards, like you knew who skated. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to like tell their friends like, no, she's like actually good. And so like, that was my goal. I was like, no, I'm not going to, because I think some one kid called me a poser. Really? Like, oh yeah. Freshman year. And I think I was like, I wasn't very good. Like, I was just starting. Um, Why is that a poser? You obviously were intending to. Yeah, I was intending to be. But yeah. then that was like, uh-uh, so not, you're not going to call me a poser again. <laughs> and I just remember just, and the next time I saw him, I made sure to, like, I killed it. And I was like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to go and tell everybody on Monday that, like, <laughs> I'm better than you now. No, it, it was just, it was more for me. It gave me confidence because it puts you in a social situation that, like, other, like, 15 year old girls would never put themselves in especially in like a conservative town in ohio okay like you know there was and to then it built it built confidence because i thought i was i thought i was good and then to like also push past the like the weird you know sexism that was kind of unspoken about sure and then to push through that and then be you know and then still be able to like yeah and like hold your own i think that's really what that's kind of neat and it, and it spills out. So what I, t- I talk about it in job interviews. If you ever get a difficult question, so that's what I always tell people. Like when somebody asks me like, oh, how do you think you'd be able to handle this? Or how do you think, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I'll either bring a reference to, you know, skateboarding in a competition, like the combi and having like 15 cameras pointed at you and yes. flashes going up. and yes. Or so I'll talk about like just the mental capacity to go through that. Um, which is the truth. It's which nerve-wracking. It, it is. Yeah. I love it. I, you know, some people live off that. So, and I, I started that helps to... You, the, oh, yeah. You like that, that level of pressure? Yeah. Okay. And, like, you want to land the air because you want the sick photo kind of thing. Like, my, I was like, yeah, I want a picture of this front side air, so I'm going to stick it. <laughs> um, and so, like, that stuff would push me. And then, like, just being able to, you know, put yourself in a situation where... You know that you're going to be stared at. You know that people are going to look at you kind of different. I think that's changing, but, you know, 10 years ago, we're talking now, that wasn't really the norm, especially in Ohio. You're this person. You're in Ohio. You're the only one doing doing it. it. Yeah, it was so Like, uh, I was starting to get known as, like, the Ohio girl I was going to ask if you were known. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Me and Gabrielle Bromfield, but we were opposite ends of the state, like a a solid four-hour drive. So she was, like, the Ohio girl skater up there. Okay. And I was, like, Is she still skating? Yeah, she's still skating. She actually came out to Combi and Exposure this year. Okay. Oh, so. oh Gab- Gabrielle. Yeah, Gabrielle. She, she does, does those one-footed inverts. Yeah, those crazy. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's she's awesome. So we kind of grew up skating around the same time, uh, just completely different parts of the state. Um, so yeah, it's just been it's been fascinating to. You watch. sound like a skater to me. Do I? I for a while there, I was thinking, Erin's uh, not gonna. No, but you. I mean, how could you turn that? How can you? How can you set that down? Because I can see it in you. You sort of have. Um, you're a skater. I know. Until I die. Why do you yeah. say that? You almost said that with a disappointment in here. Because I, part of me has been letting it go. Part of me has been like, so I'm taking, so I, when I was out here, when I first, I would skateboard yeah. like every day. Like, I was like, I have to go to the park. I have to go do this. Or now I'm a little bit more like chilled out about it. Like, yeah. it's okay. Like, you don't have, you know, like I've taken, I've taken like a week off yeah. <laughs> here and there. Yeah. And it's been all right and I'm like trying maybe this is a new phase of your skating yeah so I guess I've never had somebody tell me I sound like a skater so I maybe I kind of I appreciate that in a way oh yeah because I'm so not stereotypical I'm not a good skateboarder like you but I skateboarded (laughs) my whole life and I could 
when we first talked, I was thinking, well, she's kind of on the fence, you know, but when you just talked about you in Ohio and who you were and Oh yeah. That's your identity, I feel. It, oh, it is. It and that will actually that's a really I'm glad you said the word identity because a lot of my fight was like who am I at the end of the day too. Mm-hmm. A lot of my internal battle was who is Aaron outside of skating? Okay. And so I think that's why I because I mean that's my core. Like I can't lie that 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 built a lot of my confidence, a lot of my ability to like I was shy and kind of quiet and like a lot of how I came about as an adult was because of skateboarding. And so maybe I fought with myself on it to go, "Whoa, like don't, you know, don't let that be your whole identity." And I I would question myself of like, "Who are you if you didn't have skateboarding?" Mm. And I almost didn't know how to find my value like mm. um in my early 20s. And so I was like that kind of freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might be why I, I held myself back from maybe pushing myself tr- on tricks mentally. Mm-hmm. And because I was too, I was so warped out on the fact that I might, this might be all who I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, now, why would that bother you? Um, why did that because, wake you out? Because if it gets taken away, because it can physically get taken away, meaning like I could tear an ACL yes. or, yes. and like those things are very real factors. I could live in La La Land and pretend yes. like that doesn't happen, but you know, I, I could get seriously hurt and not ride the same way. And then who would I be? Mm. And so. So you felt that the, you or do you feel that the sum total of you is your execution on a skateboard? Not my, not anymore. But I think for a period of time I did. did. Yeah, I really, I think because I was at the park every day, all day. You know, like my late high school, early college was just skateboarding, and I loved it. It's just that I had, I think I had like, you know, reflection point where I was like, whoa, like, who are you and what are you and what does it mean all at the end of the day? Did you figure that out? No close but I think I think being successful or quote air quotes successful like in a career because it's all it to me I I, when I I have the ability to like sit back and go this is all relative it actually doesn't mean anything it's just a joke like why is that like life is a game and this is how you want to maneuver it explain this to me okay um so the fact that I've financially done well for myself to me is just like it's silly because like I feel like it doesn't really mean anything. But it gives you some safety. Yes. I have a lot of security. Like, but I, I, the thing is though, I'm crazy and I set myself up that way. Like, I, I live like a college kid while making, like, all this money. It was nuts. Like, I didn't even buy a couch for a while in my apartment. Like, that's how, like, but I was making. You don't seem to believe in objects. No, I don't. And so that's where, for me, it was like, just build security and build, because I watch my parents accumulate debt most of my life sure. and like it scared me and sure. I just was like and then she scared me about college debt she scared me about you know all these things and I was like whoa I'm not gonna live like that but to me it's just like I think success is relative and so when I say that point of like I had to remove myself from skateboarding and see if I could be successful okay. meaning on my own now taking everything I learned that skateboarding taught me okay um, and apply it and I and I went and did that and then I was like okay well that was kind of easy so now it's like, well, maybe it's it's not the skateboarding, it's not the job. Yeah. Maybe I have to sit back and realize that it's actually just who I am, and like that's the that's my internal battle. Right uh, now. That's crazy. I never t- 
tied those two things together. Oh, that's cool. Thank you. You're welcome. That's awesome. But yeah, I never, <laughs> I never sat back and looked You're at... You're going to listen to this podcast. I know. I never, <laughs> I never sat back and thought about how I just literally just applied everything I did that I pushed so hard at skateboarding to a job and then reaped the rewards of it and then realize, and then now I have to realize that detaching myself from the skateboarding I'm still the same person at the end of the day so you are it's really interesting I never really sat back and had a look at it so those are things that sometimes we get so busy in life we don't yeah. don't think we have time to think about it yeah. or, or we don't make time and I, and I think I was just letting my fear of this is all who I am um you know kind of take over me um and maybe feeling like I can't prove myself with this because in 2010 I couldn't make anything as a girl skateboarding like no you know no one was like to get an actual sponsor it wasn't real nobody you know nobody was really like pushing it and so that was my other thing of like oh shit what am I going to do if this isn't here and so and but this is all skateboarding is all I knew so it really messed with my mind of like, you know, how Because you I, loved it and yeah. you're afraid it wouldn't exist as a thing to do? As, a, as an income. Yes. As a comfortable income. Yes. Meaning like I can live a life, uh, of, you know, of consistency. Like I said, like I need the structure. I need yes. the stability. Yes. I can't, you know, Erin would not let herself, you know, couch surf and not be, like I, I couldn't allow myself to do that. Right. Um, right. So that's where I find, that's where I think I got scared with, yeah. with letting that go. Right. So I like uh, you yeah. know, you're 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 wonderful. I mean, uh, uh, thanks. Sorry, know, we didn't talk sooner. <laughs> right? I, you know, right? I was actually thinking the same thing this. about a couple seconds ago. Yeah. It's like a You know, um, but you know, you went and did your thing because that's what you're supposed to do. You know, and it, yeah. and I, I feel like whatever you are, you already are it. Yeah. That's my belief. That's interesting. I like that. As a that. parent, you know, like my son yeah. Paul is over there and Kate's over there. Yeah. And they are exactly the way they were when they came out. Really? Yes. They never changed. Wow. So That's I think that so whatever cool. you are, I don't think it has anything to do with that piece of wood or your job or how much money you have in the bank. I think you just always were Aaron. Yeah. That's interesting. It's interesting that I had to go through, like, I had to, I remember, like, you know, taking a step, like, just having to relax about it, you know, not being so intense about. There, I, there was a day where, like, I woke up super early, went to class all day, came home, went to work, worked a shift, then got off work, then tried to go to the skate park. And I was just so exhausted. This is a point where, like, I wasn't—I couldn't watch a movie. I couldn't do anything, and I—I I literally fell asleep at the skate park. You did for an hour and a half. Like this wasn't, and I passed out. This was like sunburned. Yeah, I was just—I <laughs> was nuts. And I just—I remember thinking to myself, I was like, I think you need to relax. Like you need to take a step back and go. It's okay. Wherever you're trying to go, like, <laughs> you don't need to to push it this hard. Um, you do that, don't you? I do, yeah. Last time I saw you, uh, you had a sunburn. Oh, so bad. It was at uh, Carruthers. Yeah. And where were, we were somewhere, was, oh, we were at Venice. Yeah, we were at Venice. Yeah. I'm still, I thought that about you. I didn't know you at all, but I thought. I'm still feeling. Are you? Mind you, two weeks later. Right. I mean, you got burned got, pretty bad. I got some Irish skin. Yeah. So. <laughs> but you like, I think, and I've said it before in this podcast, but you're, I feel like you're very driven. I totally am like... <laughs> and what does it mean you're crazy? Like, crazy people don't know they're crazy, by the way. Really? No. Oh, well, maybe I'm not crazy. People that, <laughs> people that are actually crazy, they think they're just... They're normal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're normal humans. Yeah. Well, meaning like... Because I, I, 
the person I'm dating, who we've been together five years, is the complete exact opposite of who I am. That's good. It is great. That's what you need. But it pushes me to the edge of like just doing, you know, he is so okay with just being calm, doing nothing, hanging out, playing video games, watching TV, which I, I absolutely needed at the point that he came into my life because I was off the wall of like productivity, um, which I am now coming to learn that like, you know, I what there's a stat that's like, um, eighty percent of your like actual output is done by like twenty percent of your work, like your actual attention and focus and work. I believe that. Yeah, it's a, it, it's an eighty twenty rule that like yeah. literally applies to sales. It applies to everything. Yeah, I believe that. And so now I'm I'm trying to work smarter and not harder, and I I've really adopted that like into my life. It's just that when I mean I'm crazy, it's like I'm always looking for another opportunity. I am I'm such the person to either work on myself or work with another person um that like, i'm not afraid to be vulnerable or like i'm not like if you like if you were to sit here and tell me that like hey i think you're not seeing this from this perspective mm-hmm. like a blind spot mm-hmm. i would be so open to hearing mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. um now criticism sucks like if you like say that you embrace it you're lying but like you know like i'm totally one to just try to be as introspective as possible and try to see things from a different light and right. like I am just always looking for the next cool thing to happen or go do, or I, that's what I. Are you? By. Aren't you just curious? Yeah, maybe it's yeah, it's aren't curiosity. You, don't you have sort of a voracious curiosity? Yeah, I am curious, and I, I, what happens is, is you let your own stuff get in your way from pursuing more curiosity. I think. What gets in the way of your curiosity? Um, my fear. Yeah. So like, just my fear of whether it's getting hurt trying trick or you know going to do a certain new thing um it's funny as you get older how much more of that creeps into your mind we were talking so, about that in the, in the beginning yeah that's um and again i still think the interesting thing to think about is um you know how much of that is actually warranted yeah. in other words is it and i i agree with you that when you get older you have more fear but like is it really actually real yeah or how much of it is real? I don't think any of it's real. Probably not. I, I like I'm one of those people who have that you know Elon Musk conversation where we think we're like we're all probably actually living in a simulation kind of thing. Like the Matrix. Yeah. He like yeah. if you ever hear Elon Musk talk, he's like, there's a better chance that we are in a simulation than we are not in one. Interesting. Yeah. And it. That's what do they base that on? Um, he just bases it on the the chances of like life existing in this form on this planet. That's cool. Yeah. Because he, cool. yeah, he's like, he's like, there's a better chance that we are in one than we're not in a simulation. What do you and think of that? I, I'm a full believer in it. Like, I, I love to sit back and go all of this. Like, I could have been born and made today with all of the planted memories and thoughts in my mind as they are to then exist in this moment. Mm. Like, for all I know. Wow. And yeah, I'm a total. You know, I've talked to a lot of skaters and that. Yeah. That's a pretty. That's a pretty deep shit. Oh yeah, like it's called. It's got, they have a name for it. Like it, there's somebody's coined it as like last Thursdayism. Like you were, you were born to like last Thursday, and everything and everything that you know and think and feel and has just been planted in your mind, and you were you just exist like right now. Because like yes. it, you know, there's we can't prove a lot of that stuff, and so I try to give myself that scope when I get so wrapped up in whether it's fear or whether it's going to do something or try something new. Yes. Because um, I'm like, wait a second. For all I know, all this shit could be made up. And does that help with your fear to know that? Um, no, because I think my ego kicks in. What does that do? My ego kicks in and is like, 
you have to set a goal to accomplish this or like like I tell myself if I so I'm in sales if I you know drop in and do an error yeah. I'll close a deal <laughs> you know like I'll, I'll make a I'll make a deal with myself okay and say you know like if you do xyz so that's how I overcome my fear I wish the talking my sense out of the fact that this might not even be reality would kick, kick me out of my head but for me it's more goal setting it's like that's the so that that deal creates that deal creates the angst to go okay you know you can do the this. action yeah the action whereas the yeah i know this isn't reality but my head's telling me this is reality so i'm gonna just accept it like mm. <laughs> i'm gonna go do this so but yeah i have a very interesting now mindset. you know how to work yourself does that ever undermine you that you know that you're working yourself the dream within a dream thing or would that ever mess you up? Because you're just, I'm just making a deal with myself to make this happen, and then you undermine that? No, because I am, because I am, because my life has shown me that when I go to set out, like you said, your kids are the way they are yeah. since I've been born. Because my life has shown me how determined, how my determination has literally pushed me through everything, that making a deal with myself almost freaks me out into if I don't do it. Like, if I don't, if you don't do this, you might lose your job or like you might not close enough sales or so it, it never, it's like such a strong mental hold in my mind because I've always set out to go, I'm going to get this done and this is how I'm going to do it. That it, so it creates a, a fear. So is that some level of a survival yeah, reaction? Some, it might possibly? be. That's interesting. Yeah, it might be. It might be. It might trick my mind in a way to continue to keep going. But yeah, I make deals with myself to like get me to do a trick or, mm. you know land something or that's very yeah is it is it such a weird i'm like i wonder (laughs) does anybody else like make mental like bets with themselves (laughs) or or i'll be trying something and my boyfriend will be like 20 bucks right now if you don't land it meaning like i owe him 20 dollars yeah not me does that work oh heck yeah really i'll land stuff first try (laughs) or like i've been working on it for two hours and i'm like i don't want to give him 20 bucks and he's dead serious like he will go and take 20 dollars from me if i don't land it so like we make but even so, even the bet with him isn't as strong as the bet with myself. That's because you, yeah, that's your yeah. go-to. Yeah, that's my go-to. So, but that's but it's like that's such a messed up way to get to. Like, get <laughs> why? To, why is it messed up? Because I just wish I could do it like peacefully and get into flow state. You know, like when you when you're in flow state, meaning like you're calm, you're cool, you're focused, and you almost can push through the barriers like like dominoes. You're just like, all right, got that one. Do this one, and like. If I could just get there naturally without going, hey, like you won't be able to accomplish the things you want in life unless you do this right now. But you I found a method it. that works. Look how far you've come. That's true. Oh, I wish I could go so much further. <laughs> See, What's that's the other you? thing. What's stopping you? This weird brain inside my head right now. You you know that that it's not a lie that I, I don't know if your parents ever told you, but that you could really do anything you want to do. But I have such... You can have every single thing you want. I know. And I'm a full believer in that. I believe in abundance. I believe I, I hit the the birth lottery. Like, I was born in America to yeah. two college-educated people, yeah. like, who wanted me to have a good life. Like, I, by all means, I've already hit the jackpot. Um, and I'm a believer in, like, we have so much abundance in today's day and age that, like, you know, it, it's it's almost ins- it's incredible. Compared to other places, it's amazing. Compared, yeah, yeah, and compared to you know, like, and we live, and I live in the richest city in the world, I, I believe, in Los Angeles, I think is, um, and so just to, you know, to say that I can have whatever I want, I, I watched two people just kind of live by the status quo, 
and never pushed themselves to get, you know. But were they happy? I think so. <laughs> and I mean it by like a, I think they were just held back by their own family beliefs, thoughts, and constraints, right? Yes. And yeah. I haven't ever met anybody who really mm -hmm. persevered through it, right? Like on a mm -hmm. personal basis, meaning like I, I don't have anybody in my family okay. that I've seen push through push those through barriers. Yeah, and so I've just been, I've been watching them and I'm just like, huh. And for me, if I live my life like theirs, I don't think I would be happy. Mm -hmm. um, that's just me. Like that was ever going to happen. Yeah. You, like meaning you, you would never have let that happen. Yeah, I would never, I'd no. never let that happen. It was never and even in so, the cards. Yeah, so yes, I was told I could do whatever I want, but it was never demonstrated that they did whatever they, you know, like did what actually made them, you know, right. happy. And like, it's, it's funny, I watch them live in their own confinement of, the, you know, their own stories. But um, that can make some people feel very secure. Oh, yeah, I don't know why for me it doesn't. Right. Which is, that's the, that's the weird puzzle. Why is it weird? Because so, um, shouldn't I find some security in it? But for me, it annoys me. It annoys the absolute crap out of me to have a good job. And this child is yelling. <laughs> I was waiting for this. There you go. By the way, what time is it? I might my meter might be running okay. out. Okay. Is your meter today? I thought today. I thought up there so it's sold. It's a, it's free? free. Is this one? Eight meter? to eight. I don't know about that one though. You wanna go check it? Do you mind? No. You totally mess this up? No. Let me go. Okay. I will I'm not even gonna turn it off. We're just gonna. Okay, cool. Yeah. I will. <laughs> I need these. I just want to make sure you see me over here. You look like you're having fun right there. I can't right now, but let's do it next time. Let's come back here. You like it? Okay. You know, she's Aaron was telling me that Aaron was telling me that it's empty because they're enforcing helmet rules. That's why it's so empty. Because I used to come to this place and it was just so crowded. Yeah, so enjoy it because uh, if they take away that pad nanny dude, then it's going to get all crowded again. Yeah, um, but we'll do that next time. We'll come here just to make pictures next time. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. She just went to pay the meter, but I want to make sure you knew where I was at in case, you know, you have a problem or something. We're almost done. I think I'm maybe almost at the final question. Okay. Okay. Just come over here when you're, when you're done, okay? Unless I finish first. Okay. Bye, honey.
She's having so much fun over there. Is she? Yeah. Aww. That's my daughter, Kate. She's been getting into skateboarding. Yeah. It's, uh, I like that side of the park. Yeah, huh? All right. All righty. Yep. Was your meter okay? Is yeah. that, that one? Did they charge you to? Uh... So I asked the guy, and he said that they just continue to like be on, but they don't come and check on the weekends. Oh, okay. One of those things. Right. So, right. but I've gotten as I've moved to LA and learned, <laughs> gotten so many parking tickets that I'm always oh, like. I hate that. I know. I hate that. I think I've gotten four in my year here. Wow. Which I feel like isn't. That's screw with your insurance. No. Wow, you're lucky. I know. Which I've been told isn't that bad. Like, I've heard people who get, like, four in one month. Whoa. So, they're expensive. They are. So, yeah. I, I normally pay them right in the car. Yep. I just get on my phone and just like, pay it right there in the car. I did have to dispute one for the first time the other day. Did that, how did that work out? I don't know yet. It takes, like, oh, forever. Okay. It takes, like, 90 days for them to get back to me. But I paid, and I have a statement on my credit card, like, saying, you paid the meter $6. And uh, sure, they wrote me a ticket like 15 minutes oh, after. So it's human it. error right there. Yeah. But I'm like, now I'm, you know, in this whole uh, funny process of disputing a parking ticket. Right. So never done that before. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, good luck on that. I, I've got a few. I, I think I tried to dispute one once at college. And yeah, it didn't, it didn't work. No, because I, yeah. It's not worth going into, but it was a dumb <laughs> thing. It, and it was not my fault, but yeah. they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. They want your money. They want your money. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if they come back and make me pay it. I'm gonna be a little a little annoyed, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not sure where we uh, left off. Well, you know, let's do a final question. It could go, okay. We can go on for ten hours. It doesn't matter. But of course. So what do you think awesome. about the future of uh, girl skateboarding? Girl skateboarding. What do I think about the future? Um, I think it's five years, ten years, twenty years. I think it's incredibly bright right now with the light that we have on it. Um, I think it's it's really cool to see like every you know I, I, what I'm noticing now is like have you heard of Wheels of Fortune? No, what is that? It's a uh, it's kind of like what Amelia did for Exposure, but it's a group of girls who do like a weekend skateboarding competition up in Seattle. Okay. Um, and it's getting huge. Like the amount of girls that went up just for this one that was two weekends ago, or maybe it's last weekend, was incredible. Like there's just so much more support and like. Yeah, just support behind girls skateboarding like I've never seen before. Um, I think we were talking about this with Vans uh, a couple weekends back. Yeah. That like, it's an, it's crazy how much more that they're putting into yeah. girls skateboarding. Girl skateboarding. Yeah, it's girls on, skateboarding. It's on their radar. It's finally on people's radar. Yeah. So that it's I an think, agenda. It's not even like a. Yeah, it's, it's like this is gonna happen. Yes, where, this is gonna happen. You know, if I had, the like, a Vans clinic back when I was, you know, 15, I would have been on top of the world, you know? Like, that'd be the coolest thing I could ever go do. Um, and so that, I think, is vital and I think really awesome. I The only thing that I would have an, a side of caution to, um, and I probably have no room to say this, I just hope the politics don't overshine the light that's now on it. And I mean that in the... Not, how could that not happen? I know that, uh, but... I just feel like I know it happens in every sport and every situation yes. and you know I can't every business every business yeah. I church. just church yeah, yeah. everything Politics. I just I just felt like maybe we could have a little bit different of a head start because it's so new and like you know I know a lot of these people personally and I'm you know I was just kind of hoping that 
everybody, you know, what am I talking about? I'm hoping that everybody maybe gets a fair chance. And I'm not even talking Why for myself. Why you say, what am I talking about? What does that mean? Meaning, like, obviously, deep down, we all know it's not going to ever play out that way. But it would just, it would just be cool if we could, like, it's funny to see that girls skateboarding can be just as clicky as, like, girls cheerleading. And I, and I think that, like, yeah. I just think that part of it just blows my mind. Because I was like, we all got into this because we're all misfits in our own way. Um, and we, I think girls like that part of it. Um, okay. I, maybe I'm talking too generally. But for myself, I, I enjoyed being different. I enjoyed right. this being... It sounds being, like when you talked about... Yeah. yeah I, if yeah. we reflect on what I just said, everything is about kind of standing out, being my own... Pioneering your pioneering, own thing. Yeah, just yeah. being different. And I, I took a lot of pride in that. And so... Like, that's why I think a lot of girls do it. They're like, I don't want to, you know, do these other sports or I don't want to do cheerleading. I want to do this because it's different and it's kind of cool and you're being your own thing. Yep. And I think skateboarding's like that in itself, whether you're a girl, whether you're a girl or a guy. Absolutely. It's very individual. Skateboarding, skateboarding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just was hoping because that's the draw to it that it wouldn't be as clicky and it wouldn't be as like political. I love how you laugh as you say it. It's just like <laughs> yeah, because it just is. And I'm like, when did this happen? Because when there was like five and six of us, like the core, the core like six year olds that like did all these contests, there wasn't enough of us to be like. Like, we couldn't be, like, mean to each other because it was just us. Like, and us so, against them type of thing? Yeah, like, you couldn't, you know, or, like, little groups couldn't form or, you know, it's just, like, a, there weren't even enough girls to to even have that happen. So, um, we all were nice to each other. What, and, do you, you think that would be something that you'll miss when it becomes mainstream, mainstream? What, the camaraderie? The, or the, well, yeah, like, your experiences, that's not going to ever happen again, happen again, is it? Yeah, no. No, it won't. I won't ever be. Um, There'll never be another trifecta like you've experienced. No, not even close. Right, because now there's you do a girls' thing. There's like thirty people there. Oh, I know. Thirty contestants. Yeah. And yeah. it's just gonna get more, more and more. More and more. Um, yeah, I'll miss. I'll miss that because you're right. There is some. There's something to the grit about you know of like. It being, I wouldn't even call it underground, but like, you know, not kind of no, was. Yeah, it was underground. Absolutely. Like small underground. Skateboard is underground as it is. You guys it are is. like friggin' underground. Yeah, we were like deeper than right? you could go. Like, it was funny. It was like, there's underground things. And then we were like, we were like two you steps were like below so that. You like so off the radar. It yeah. wasn't even funny. We were, yeah, no one even recorded that, like that trifecta. Like, right. there's no video footage of it. Right. And that blows you guys my know mind. Aaron? What's up, yeah, guys? Yeah. Her. Yeah, we met last week. Paul and Kate. Hey, Paul. Hey, Kate. How's it going? Good. You like the park? Yes. That was so fun. Kate taught me a trip today. <gasps> oh, cool. Oh. What did you learn? Um, we staple both learned gun. staple gun on the little oh, Chinese bank. Oh, on the bank, on the China bank yeah. thing? Cool. They love it. That's awesome. Kate was living on that thing. I know. Oh, I that thing's steep, too. It's actually yeah. not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. But I did fall. Yeah. I did the back bone. I did a, um, a boneless shove yeah. out of the um, bank thing. That's awesome. awesome. Good job, guys. You know, when I was growing up, I um, used to we used to go to Huntington Beach Pier. Yeah. And Primo yeah. is a guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He used to do freestyle at the bottom of the of the pier. Yeah. And that was the thing he would do is he'd flip the board up and stand. Ah. That's why that, that's how Primo came along. That's so cool. see like you have so much history that like <laughs> I think I was like you know a part of something you and then are, I'm like. Though. Uh, no, yeah. you are. You know, that's why I took an interest in you guys, because yeah. I felt like... Um, we were the wave before yes, the wave. 
Yes. A big wave. Yes. Yeah, because I don't think if we had, if we had stopped or or like they had completely eliminated girls' divisions, we wouldn't have the girls' skateboarding right, like right now. No. Like we like, there would be no outlet for of us to have like tried to get better and show that we have skill. Yeah. Um, and that we were like wanting to improve, right? Right. So like, yes, I was I was really good, but like Lizzie and Nora and Julie, like they wouldn't have been able to get to like their like expert level. I would even call it now. If they hadn't put in those years yes. before, yeah. um, you that's know. history. I feel that it was. Nuts. I feel that so it was skateboard crazy. history. Yeah. Personally, I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So it's been it's been uh, interesting. Wait, we were back on. I was gonna add one more note to what. Go ahead. Were, what was what do I think or, or what was it about girls skateboarding? What do I think the current. Well, you know the future of it. The future of it. Yeah. Oh, and I was hoping it would be political. Um, you like, I hope all the girls would just get along. Yeah, I just hope... I hope they all get a fair break. Yeah, I hope everyone gets a <laughs> fair chance. Yeah, the smile on your face when you're and saying it. And I hope everyone gets a fair chance and everything works out awesome for everyone. Um, <laughs> no, because then, like, the business mind in me is just totally planning how to be, like, a Rob Deerdick to this stuff. And I, and I don't mean that in, like, a bad way, but, like, the capitalist in me is just really trying to... is waiting for an opportunity to create something around it that like hasn't existed yet and i've got a couple ideas churning like in that. my head i'm glad you're on that um i've been on it for like i've bought domain names like 2012 and i'm waiting to really go and i don't know if it's my fear or if i don't think the market's there or what it is that i want to pursue in that regard but um i, I have my mind open and totally down to try to make something happen so i think the market opportunity and I think the business opportunity for girls skateboarding is awesome and amazing and I think I hope female skateboarders capitalize on it other than just people making money off them um, right. kind of thing so I think that I hope that evolution kind of happens right um, I hope it gets huge I hope that girls skateboarding gets to a level of you know household name type of thing I think, it, um, I think it's probably gonna do that I think it will too yeah. I just don't know what it'll take I don't know what, you know, like it's there and there's popularity, but it's still only known in like a skateboarder circle. Yes. Um, so maybe, maybe the Olympics might help. I think it will. Level. If one of these girls yeah. uh, has something happen, hopefully positive, not negative, where they get Puts kind them of into all over a, the, yeah, yeah, it gets them all over. But it's got to be the right person, though, you know, because I think a lot of them do, either A, don't want it, which is completely understandable, or it has to come about in the right way, like the right attention, you know, like for the right reasons, you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I hope that it goes in the right direction for everybody and it works out and it's all <laughs> positive and happy. Face again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's just like, you know, I've been in it. I've been in the, in the circles and, you know, and I've been, I've been skateboarding for a long time and I know these people and it's just been a funny it's been a funny evolution you know you see what attention does and you see what popularity does to people whether it's good or bad um and i just i hope it does stay all in a positive direction i hope that like the light only and the audience everything just gets brighter and bigger around girl skateboarding right. in the end because i mean you were there i mean you were there when this thing sparked yeah when and, we and were when we were been, the embers, like trying to make <laughs> trying to make a fire. And yeah. you could have been born forty years ago or a yeah. hundred years from now, but you were there at those things when it nearly didn't exist. Yeah, it, it it almost didn't exist. I think if it weren't for like the core four or five girl bull skaters who like show whose parents helped them show up to every contest, supported them. Yeah, and supported them. 
That's a good point. Um, I've never heard anybody say that. Yeah, because, and though it's different now is there's a couple of, like with the Grom kids and the Grom girls, mm-hmm. um, they they come from like a lot of money. And I don't mean that in a bad way. They're just, they're wealthier. They're, they're, you can tell that their parents are able to do this on a level that I think the core four and five of us didn't have. Yes. Like, I don't think any of them, I don't think anybody comes from money of um, the original bull skater girls. Like we all came from like middle-class families whose parents were like, mm-hmm. Working. Making yeah, working and making it stretch to make these things happen. That's whether, true. Whether it was you know, my they had to parents. get creative with making things happen. They yeah, had to, we yeah. like we bought you know tickets on points and yep. we bought hotels on points and you know like it, it's just funny when I look back and I'm like wow we all we didn't have the parents and everything behind it. Like, the resources. The resources too. It just it wouldn't it probably wouldn't be here like it is. So, well, I like that. Let's let's end it here. Okay. We have to do a part two someday because there's a there's I feel whole, like there's a lot more in your head. Yeah, there's a lot in my head, <laughs> and I loved it. This was like really therapeutic. Did you enjoy this? Yeah. Oh, I've, cool. Amazing. Oh, so I hope I wasn't too off track and off beat. But, no, uh, I was hoping you'd go off track. Good. I can yeah. go way more off track. Um, <laughs> I got a lot up in this head of mine for some reason. Well, we'll do it again. So, we'll do a, a skateboard picture someday. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You need to you need to stand up on some.